0: I'm for teacher.
1: We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door.
2: Hello and welcome to Minute 46 of The Cast Next Door, where we enjoy your mother's biscuits. Uh, I am your host, (laughs) slash editor, slash producer, Darren... And with me today, I have two returning guests. Returning all the way from minutes one to four is Park Parkison. Hello, Park. Hello. And um, with me today is a host and also slash editor of eight episodes to date. And recently you would have heard him doing bonus minutes with uh, Lan and with Jim. And that is Josh Hollis. Hello, Josh. Hello. And also Josh was responsible for the artwork that everyone sees whenever they download an episode or...
1: My finest achievement.
2: Uh, (laughs) It's it's, 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 Occasionally it gets a bit awkward hearing your own name uh, several times at the end of an episode. Yep. As both me and Josh are aware of. This episode today, we're going to be going through minute 46. So in minute 45, Garrett and Claire, they've had a conversation wherein Garrett is trying to get back into the familial bedroom. Claire is having none of it. So he's sleeping on the couch. Now, all of this is unbeknownst to everyone's favourite stalker and resident (laughs) of the house that is next door to the Petersons because he can only see that Garrett's car, and this is where we begin, is parked in the driveway. He recognised Garrett's car because, of course, it is the classic sign of a midlife crisis. Uh, embodied in metal and steel, and seeing that it's parked there and it's late at night and it's not going anywhere, um, Noah becomes frustrated. He lies on his bed, he sits around thinking, he reads the Iliad, I believe. Yeah. He begins shadow boxing, and then, frustratingly <laughs> of all, the one sign that everything is wrong within the Noah and Claire relationship and I use that in the loosest of terms, Claire closes the curtains to the bedroom window that is across the way from Noah's. And this is the first time in this film that we have seen Claire do this. It feels very much like a kind of hostile gesture towards Noah at this point. From Noah's point of view, from Claire's point of view, she's just closing the curtains because she's going to sleep. (laughs) So, and then we get a tiny bit of the morning after, during which, of course, nothing has happened. So it's not the morning after anything, other than Garrett probably having a very terrible sleep on an <laughs> uncomfortable sofa. Uh, something which, of course, Claire was extremely familiar with. Because when she stayed over at Noah's, for some unearthly reason, she ended up on the sofa while Noah went up to this bedroom that we are currently in. Now, Garrett and Claire have a little bit of an exchange before our minute finishes. Garrett is insisting that he's not giving up on us. Claire is not asking him to do that. And we cut before they do anything else. Um, so, gentlemen, what is there to unpack from this minute of action?
0: Uh, well, first of all, I would say um, th- this, is, this is my pet thing because uh, I was a classics major. But um, Noah, again, goes back to the Iliad and shows us how much he this is too serious, how much he really does love Achilles and embodies Achilles. Like his <laughs> his 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 reason for for loving Achilles is that he's consumed by his emotions and he stood by his actions because to him they were justified even when they were crazy you know that's and uh, and that's totally him he's he is uh, he's not a thinker he just sort of goes whatever he's feeling and goes all the way I, yeah. it, was,
1: it was funny to me when uh, before I realized that it was a flashback to previous moments because you know he's he's starting to remember. The uh, the time that he had sex with Claire, which was one of the minutes that I I hosted on, and for a second I was like, oh, does he have does he have like a porn mag hidden inside that book because he's reading the book and we <laughs> and we get a shot of we get a shot of breasts and I'm like, oh, he's he's looking at a nudie mag, and then I realized what was happening. But this this scene, I'll go the complete opposite way where Park gave us this really great thoughtful uh, observation. And I'll say that it reminded me of the scene towards the end of the room where Tommy Wiseau's character is smashing up everything and having flashbacks to his various sex scenes with Lisa. And that was like the first thing that popped into my head is he's having all of these flashbacks to a sex scene that we've already seen that the movie is just using to pad out its runtime.
0: There's probably a little of that, I, a little bit of padding. Um, the movie the movie comes in at a, at a pretty trim, a pretty trim fast time. I. I thought... Um,
2: it's 1 hour 30 and 41 seconds. So that's That's pretty that's short. yeah.
0: Yeah, that is just, just over the 90 minutes.
2: This is actually... Well, minute 46, this would be the exact halfway point of that runtime. I do um, like the
0: idea. I've never seen that. I've never read the part in the Iliad where J-Lo has sex. And if that was there, <laughs> I would reread the Iliad even more often. I've, once once every few years, i go back. I'd probably go back a little more often if there was a part where J-Lo was naked. I
2: find it weird that his coping mechanism... Because obviously, what he's really... Like I, I like to think that he's reimagining the sex scene because that's what he imagines Claire is doing with Garrett. Like he imagines that that you know Garrett is also having sex with Claire at that moment, and that is what is um, making him shadow box and you know, <laughs> all the various other things and look at himself in the mirror. And I mean, he's he's just you know in his brain he's just thinking sex with Claire. And obviously the only images he has, these bizarre third-person images where the camera is slightly <laughs> off to one side looking at him.
0: It's imagining it like it's a dream, yeah.
2: But so that's why I think he, like he's thinking Claire must be having sex with Garrett now, and so his mind goes back to that. But the weirdest thing is that he's like, oh, well, this seems like a good time to reread the Aliad. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it just seemed like that was, that was his escape, which is a really bad I mean, if you're if you're trying to calm down, actually reading a book about war and murder and like people <laughs> taking spears in the nipple and out the throat, that's not really the book to read to calm down and relax.
2: Obviously, there's something that's, that's come up a few times is like the you know the idea that Noah has planned stuff to a certain point, and that point was having sex with Claire, and then after that he's had no idea what to do next. So <laughs> a few minutes ago he you know tr- he he sent her flowers um he saved her son from dying he tried to make some kind of deal with her and he's also like oh you know you know where was my thank you for saving your son's life and she's like thank you very much he's had a sort of kind of uh, a kind of logical explanation for everything that's happened up until this point
1: well the funny thing about that is it sort of reminds me of uh, or it makes me think of like a a supervillain or something who gets what he wants like he becomes president or he kills the hero and now he has no idea what to do next and that's basically what seems to be happening with noah he's gotten all yeah. this stuff he's done what he planned to do and now he's like i don't know what's going on what am i gonna do <laughs> it's
0: like, now's the part where we live happily ever after right <laughs> then 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 the curtain comes down and we're done
1: yeah he seems like he's frustrated by
2: the fact that after um you know the morning after claire immediately regretted having sex with him like from that moment on he's sort of kind of been drifting like kind of like i've got to think of something to do but i have no idea of what to do
0: i think i think his, his his idea was claire would fall in love with him and he would adopt kevin as his son <laughs> and yeah. uh i don't know she helped him through college i guess And he would get a job, and they'd marry, and they'd live happily ever after.
1: How awkward would that be for Kevin if that (laughs) did happen? He's like, oh, here's my stepdad. He's like three years older than me.
0: And the older they get, it's going to get very strange. There's this one thing. It's like, how how old is your stepdad? He's only a few years older than me. I'm 45, and he's (laughs) 47. You know, that's gonna get weird
2: i mean if we want to refer to the classics then obviously that is uh you know a reference back to uh, bill and ted and uh, missy uh <laughs> being um... The first first the stepmother of
1: bill and then the stepmother of ted or
0: and it's not where never... i thought you were going when you said refer back <laughs> no, i thought you're we going to go in the oedipus direction which is something that
1: we uh we talked about on on the last four minutes that i hosted that there is a very edible con- edible connection between uh between these two oh definitely. yeah i think yeah. that's
2: that's kind of what that's kind of what's being expressed here a little bit as well i think in this minute is kind of like he hasn't really other than that one very brief scene earlier in the film where they they met uh, where of course Noah uh, let everyone know that he enjoyed uh, Claire's cookies
0: and and how wet it got yeah
2: and how wet it got but like that that kind of like 60 second bit where that that's the only time that these two characters have kind of directly interacted uh, up until this point in the film we haven't really ever been in Noah's head even though you know we everyone who's been on this podcast has kind of speculated as as to what Noah is doing or what he's um, you know his his state of mind has been this is the first time in the film where we are actually in Noah's bedroom looking at Claire's bedroom rather than the other way around which is h- how it's been up until this point
0: yeah we yeah. were chatting about this before but the uh, every other time that that there's been window looking this was happened a few times where Claire sees him putting his uncle to bed and Claire sees him you know being uh kind of Naked and Claire sees him helping her son, you know, teaching her son about cars and what an alternator is because you know, Garrett can't do that, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a, he's he's a computer programmer. He's he's a nerd. So every time it's been Claire, either Claire looks and he doesn't, or the one time they looked back and forth a little before they had sex. Um, it was initiated by her, and he sort of caught her looking. And we saw both their perspectives a little bit, but mostly hers. And it was her to start with. This is the first time where it's him peeping on her, and we don't see the—you know—she's not interested in looking back. This is like yeah. this. This is the most male gaze part.
1: And I think that's pretty interesting too, since it is essentially sort of the halfway point in the movie. And there's this noticeable, as we talked about, her closing the curtains on him, and it's like, oh, are we? Are we sort of switching now? Is he fully going into like crazy rage mode? Because, you know, not to get too spoilery, but after this, things start to get kind of extreme uh, from from Noah's perspective. So,
2: you know, Noah doesn't react well to her closing the curtains, which is borne out in the next minute where, you know, the language gets a bit fruity. (laughs) <laughs> um, but first few minutes, there was a lot of kind of not flashbacks, but kind of uh, a lot of cutting to between J Lo running and conversations and. Oh yeah, there was. There was you know, I, I would call
0: them flashbacks. She's she's remembering yeah. what it was like when she she and her husband yeah. broke up and yeah yeah
2: yeah her flashbacks, but not our flashbacks. Like, yeah the yeah, they're yeah,
0: they're for her, but we haven't oh, seen that stuff before. Yeah,
2: the film has always had a forward momentum where. Even when it's been doing exposition, it's been doing it really quickly. The plot has been moving at a fair speed and it is, it is like not really ever kind of slowed down to dwell on anything. I would say the minute 46
0: time. is when Kevin slams his penis directly on the pause button <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, and, and it makes us all stop for a minute. They reuse footage from earlier in the
2: film. And um, you know, that's kind of, that's like, that's a different technique. And I have to feel it's because we've switched perspectives. Like, uh, up until this point the perspective has mostly been um, from Claire's point of view Or um, if it's featured other characters It's always featured other characters in a scene together There's never been a single point of view in those other, in those other minutes And this is the first time where we've fully switched in terms of the film To a different character And it's yeah. interesting that this is the first point at which They look back on the film that you were already watching <laughs>
1: In in some of the the bonus episodes that I've done, we've we've talked about sort of a potential sequel to this film or other things. I think what would really work, and I hadn't thought about this uh, earlier, but I think what would be really interesting is to see sort of a companion piece film where it is chronicling exactly what Noah's doing during (laughs) the entire film where we're (laughs) normally with J-Lo or within a uh, sort of third-person omniscient character. But in the the sequel or the sort of companion film, you would see everything that Noah does, like all of his planning, <laughs> it's and, like the, and the psychopath version up. of serendipity. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> or um, it would be like that film uh, Eleanor Rigby, which had the, the different cuts from the female and male perspective, and then the the
1: joint. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So we just get we just have the boy next door
1: Noah's version, mm-hmm. and it would be called the oh no it couldn't be called the girl next door but uh <laughs> <laughs> the the teacher next door there you i go. don't know um yeah
2: so, but yes yeah, so that would be that would be quite funny because you know, there would be at least ten minutes where he's just carefully setting up cameras everywhere, and then another ten minutes where he's just sitting there with the chicken waiting for J to get home. And then as soon as he sees her, he's like quickly pushing it into the microwave and, and setting it on for
1: defrost. I and mean, we get some nice, you get some nice gentle moments with him and his uncle like together. You get to see what their relationship is like because you don't really get any of that in the movie. This is uh, no, no, sounding less don't. like
0: a movie and more like a stakeout. <laughs> We're just private detectives sitting outside of this nineteen year old uh boy's apartment. I I was thinking a good a good sequel would be um uh the next man that she drives insane. And the whole lesson <laughs> of the series would be if you have sex with J.Lo, Lo, you gotta have more and you become like an addict and if she cuts you off you go insane and it's really all her fault.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm wondering what is the perspective of the of, of Garrett's mistress in this whole thing, because um, like she's got to have at some point seen pictures of J-Lo. And if I was the mistress of Garrett and I saw pictures of J-Lo, I'd be like, what on earth are you doing with me? You should stick with her. There's, like, there's no way that this is a better deal than whatever you've got going on there. <laughs> that should be just
1: incredibly um, flattering. I think what we're, pro- pro- what we're proposing here is sort of a branching universe of films where we touch on every <laughs> single character. So there would be also a film with Uncle Bob's time in the hospital. And so we see what happens there. We see him come back home and realize that there's some uh, person skulking around his house later. Uh, so yeah, I think I think yeah. all of these. We see what happens with Kevin. <laughs> we see what happens with Garrett. That we follow Kevin and Garrett on their uh, their fishing trip, and
0: they, they they could be different kinds of movies too. Like there could be a movie for like uh, for like driver's ed classes, where you just follow all of the accidents that uh, that Noah's been involved in, or like a like a like a hygiene film, or like a like a film for a pharmaceutical company about epipens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I the thing the intra the most interesting one would be like um like Ethan and Vicky discussing like who they're gonna set up on the day and Vicky's just like oh, she's such a stuck-up bitch. I just want to find, like, the meanest, like, worst Ruff. bastard we can find. And do you know anyone like that, Ethan? He's like, well, i got this guy called Benny. I don't really know him, but he's a complete asshole to me, so I'm feeling he's going to be the perfect candidate.
1: Oh, and then and then when Jason Zimmer is in the, uh, was he, when he's in the hospital, he shares a room with Uncle Bob, and so they get to know one
0: another. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Vicky's movie is a porn. <laughs>
2: But when, when Uncle Bob gets home, he goes to Noah, he goes, I was with this, you know, this kid. And he, like, describes him the same way as uh, J-Lo does in that kind of, like, opening bit. And, and and Noah's still as perplexed as to who the hell this guy is talking about. He's like, no, I don't recognize that guy. Um, you're going to have to be more specific. So is there anything else that stands out from the, this minute? I mean, this shadow boxing, obviously, I feel is also a bit of a callback to the um, to the attack that that, that Kevin had maybe Noah didn't get a chance to use the heavy bag because he was too busy, you know, saving someone's life. Well,
1: that that to me too is is kind of like like park was saying by, you know, reading the Iliad, this this story of of war and and violence and murder, it, it doesn't seem like shadow boxing would be something that you would do to calm down. Uh, I mean, he he's laying on the bed tossing yeah, and turning, yeah. can't go to sleep, so he's like I'm going to get up and punch the air really hard and get my blood flowing like it doesn't feel like that's something that you would do to relax you would make a cup of tea and you might uh, put on some soft music or watch a tv show or just do something to kind of relax you know maybe take a shower something that's going to kind of calm you down and 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 uh, you know get your get your energy levels to lower a little bit, and it seems like he's doing the exact opposite.
0: Oh, sorry, and this, this this is what he. And I to talked too much into previous minutes, but this is what he is, was doing to uh, to 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 Vanilla Kevin earlier. He was he's like Kevin. I'm going to get you angry, and then I'll make you feel better by punching things. I'll get <laughs> you angry, and you'll feel better by shooting. You know pumpkins. And yeah. and it's it's like psychopath training. Like the idea is, <laughs> let's get you really really mad and you know what'll make you feel better? Violence. That'll <laughs> yeah. solve everything. And I think this is when he totally this is when that that deal about like starting over, not that he was ever really going to do that, but when that no. totally falls apart, he's like, "No, no, no, there's no starting over." You know, this is like when like you said, the this is the point where the things really after the pause button when he takes his penis off the pause button, this is when the movie's going to really kick into high gear and things start going terribly, terribly wrong. Yeah. It's, 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 it's more fun to watch than it is to talk about. It's,
2: yeah, I, like, you it's know, not, J-Lo it's, boobs.
0: It's, it's got good... Yeah,
2: it's a, it's, a, it's a very visual minute. It's not really... I mean, I, I mean, let's briefly touch on these kind of last ten seconds where Garrett and Claire are kind of two of the kind of least like most forgettable lines in the film where they just basically are like oh we should try and get back together yeah we should and it's like (laughs) i I don't know why they bothered to say those lines like they could have just kissed and everyone would have figured out what was going on we know that garrett didn't go you know we know that claire refused to have garrett come up to the bedroom um, which gave garrett an opportunity to stare at her behind as it went up the stairs so you know everyone was a winner there (laughs)
0: Garrett hates uh, to see uh, her like, go but he loves to watch her walk. Yeah, her he leave. loves to watch her leave.
2: <laughs> Can he get some fries with that shake? Um it's just it's just it's kind of weird that um uh like this kind of reconciliation storyline um which has been touched upon in a few minutes now uh like where they had the they had the talk um kind of like 10 minutes ago where they were kind of starting to make this reconciliation um you know th- th- it's kind of it's kind of been I mean, I know why the film is trying to do it, but we, we've we had this, this thing where Garrett is not painted in as bad a light as he should be. You know, he cheated on Claire. Um, they've been apart for nine months, and he keeps trying to... I mean, the opening lines of the film come from Garrett saying he wants to come back. You know, like, this yeah, has been yeah. something that the, the film has been pushing all along.
0: Um, you know, there, well, there's, there's, there's really a shift in the, in the... He's such an He's portrayed as and talked about as being such an asshole in those first... Those first four minutes that I recall very well. And then at this point, we're supposed to be... And, that, and that's, that makes it okay that she sleeps with the boy next door. It's because she's feeling so bad about being treated so poorly. That's one of the things that makes it okay that she you know, has this fling with this high school kid, whether he's 19 or not. Then by this point, though, Noah is now evil, which means we should feel more sympathy for Garrett and want her to get back with Garrett. And... Um, and so now we have to kind of soften that character up. But you know what? I, I I'll say it. I like Noah better. I like Noah better. I think he's a more interesting character. I think he's a more—I wouldn't say necessarily virtuous—but I think he's a—he's a—he's a more interesting guy. I—I I care more about Noah and what happens to him at this point in the movie than I care about Garrett. Like, if she had to pick one of these guys, you know, and whatever, have a little self-esteem, Claire. Why don't you be your own person. But if she had to pick one of these guys, I would—I would choose Noah. He's young. He's bright. He's motivated. <laughs> He's got a can-do attitude and a lot of uh, confidence.
2: He, saves, he saved Kevin's life. He yeah, sends he her saved flowers. her son's
0: life. Yeah, he yeah, didn't. Garrett cheat on didn't her. send her flowers. Yeah, Garrett
2: didn't send her flowers. And the funny thing is, when the flowers were sent and they were anonymous, Garrett could have just taken credit, but he's an idiot because <laughs> he, he doesn't take credit. He said, right, "What flowers?" And you're like, "Garrett, come on."
0: That I've is discussed such a, that
2: extensively, so I'm not going to go too much over it. But well, yeah, that
0: is such a classic rom-com moment, though, right? Where the girl thinks the flowers are from her boyfriend, but they're not; they're from the admirer. And eventually, she's going to dump that boyfriend, end up with that admirer. Like that's how that movie goes. Which is
2: funny, actually. That Noah might think himself in a rom-com at this point. <laughs> but, like, Claire, Claire does not think he's in a rom-com.
1: That's one of the. That's one of the branching films. It's a. It's a romantic comedy.
0: <laughs> Noah thinks he's a manic pixie dream boy. That's that's yeah, Noah's view he, of himself. He is manic. Um, Josh,
2: what's your <laughs> feelings on Garrett versus Noah? I mean, this film is pushing us back towards Garrett at this point, to be honest. Mm. And, you know, I, I feel like, really, at this... Uh, I mean, obviously... Um, There was a certain amount of irony because when Garrett started to capitulate to Claire and was like, yes, we should try and make up, it was literally the day after she'd had sex with somebody else. So (laughs) there's a certain amount of irony that he was admitting that he had done wrong by cheating on her. And then she had effectively done the same thing, although, you know, they're separated. So it's not the same thing, Um, though. The film seems to be making it out like they are the same thing. Um, So, I mean, where you stand on this whole, you know, should she be getting back with Garrett? Because that is that's kind of the direction this film is about to take.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you covered it. I, I I don't know. I mean I think that uh I don't know, I think that we're supposed to like you said, we're supposed to be on the side of this couple getting back together. And you know, I, I don't I don't know because I don't really care about these characters at all. Like I, I'm not really I don't really feel anything one way or the other because of the the sort of standard trek that this movie takes to get where it's going. Because, you know, as I've talked about before in in some of my earlier bonus minutes, this movie is very much a sort of standard type of, uh, you know, sexy thriller, I guess you could call it. It, It's it's trying to, it, it feels very much like a movie that you would see, you know, that would come out a lot in sort of the late 90s, early 2000s. These types of films that would come out in, you know, either on, HBO or Cinemax or it would be direct-to-video or, you know, Lifetime or something like that. And so you're so, supposed to want – I think you're supposed to want the character to get back with her husband simply because he's not a crazy person like Noah has <laughs> sort of appeared to be. But at the same time, I don't really care one way or the other because we, we don't really get any reason to like Garrett, I guess. Like there's really nothing – you know, kind of as Park was saying, there's really nothing about him that is that amazing that you're like, oh, yeah, of course Claire needs to be with that guy. I mean, other than the fact that, yeah, he's the father of their child and it's always good to, I suppose, have that that um, connection. But plenty of people have been raised without their father around and have turned out just fine. So it's, that's not even really a necessary pull. And she seems to be doing okay with with raising Kevin and Kevin and Garrett still have a fairly good relationship before Noah sort of inserts himself there. So I don't know. I don't really care one way or the other. Like if they get back together, great. If they don't, it seems like they're doing okay. And, uh, you know, Claire wouldn't have any problem probably finding another decent guy and Garrett could find a decent woman and they would be just fine. And then Kevin would get two Christmases. So, <laughs> I,
2: I mean, normally, um, like in this type of film, in this type of, like, type of genre of film, first of all, there's normally evil twins played by Shannon Worry or Shannon Tweet, <laughs> which unfortunately we are missing from this film. If at some point it turned out that Noah had an evil twin and it was the evil twin who kept having all the sex, but it was the good twin who kept saving Kevin, that would be a fantastic twist. No, that
0: See, and then I would want her to get together with the good Kevin. <laughs> Or the good Noah, Uh, the good Noah. Yeah, they they didn't
2: didn't go down that route, unfortunately.
0: Or
1: he's like a Jekyll and Hyde type character where he he, uh, does something (laughs) in his his evil persona that his good persona doesn't remember. (laughs) So she has to square that these two different warring factions are inside this one guy.
0: His uncle beats him. (laughs) and it's caused the the trauma has given him like a split or he came out of the coma with like a split personality see these
2: are these are exciting things but mainly this what this genre of thriller is kind of known for a little bit and this is kind of also part of the horror thriller which is it punishes people who have sex and to a certain extent from this point on in the film like obviously um you know uh, it's the flashback to the sex which kind of brings this up for me which is it feels like from now on, Noah is going to be angry and everything that he does is aimed towards punishing Claire for the, the sexual encounter that they had. Um, kind of like the moral of the film is saying, if you have sex with the 19 year old boy who lives next door to you, he will fake his way into the English class that you are teaching. <laughs> then he will attempt to kill your husband and save the life of your son. That I don't know if the weird. moral
0: is meant to be that. Specific, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's because something if so, that
1: all people can can relate to. <laughs> I'm
0: just yeah. saying, if if so, only English teachers need worry.
1: But <laughs> only English classics teachers need worry. Th-
0: that's, that, that's not the worst moral. If, if the if the moral of the story is don't fuck high school boys, <laughs> uh, if, if, if you're like an adult woman who teaches at a high school, that's not. I mean, I I don't (laughs) – slut-shaming is wrong, but that's not the worst moral ever. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot
2: of high school boys with hot teachers who would disagree with you.
0: But, like, at this point in the film, here's the
2: interesting part. Like, Garrett hasn't been punished for his sexual – like, his having sex with his secretary, aside from not being able to sleep in the same bed as J-Lo. Well, that's punishment. punishment.
0: That's punishment, though. Yeah,
2: (laughs) but, like, Garrett Garrett, up until this point, he's essentially got away with, um, you know, having his San Francisco treat. Whereas the second Claire has sex, um, and, you know, this is kind of a more broader point about the film, but the second that Claire has sex, like, that's when everything turns to shit for her. Like, so it's, it's kind of weird that now the film is like, oh, well, here's this guy who hasn't been punished for having sex. Claire should get back with him rather than the person who's punishing her for, you know, doing what most people would do if they weren't in a relationship, which is, you know, have sex with the person that they like. I don't think the film has really thought that deeply about it, but... It does seem like Claire is being punished for uh, having sex with someone while she was separated from her husband, whereas her husband is not being punished um, for having sex while he was in marriage. I mean,
0: there was one moment where where Garrett said um, he kind of he kind of this is right right before our minute where Garrett's sort of like asking, you know, is there somebody else or she or she says there was like a thing briefly and that what she learned from it was how much she doesn't really know what she wants right now and and he doesn't hold against her that she which he, obviously he shouldn't but he doesn't hold against her that she's had sex while they've been um separated that uh that at least as as far as he is concerned that's not anything to be ashamed of or anything that she did wrong and she shouldn't feel bad about it which is you know that's good i I've, I've liked that
2: so thank you very much uh, for joining me. Um, do you, either of you gentlemen have something to plug? I'm going to start with Park. Park, do you have anything to plug?
0: Uh, uh, I have a blog that I haven't updated in a very long time, but everyone can go over there and read uh, my reviews of a couple of Hercules movies. It's called, uh, if you Google um, Hercules Makes a Movie, you can find it.
2: And obviously your previous appearances on uh, The Cast Next Door. Yeah, I was
0: on this podcast yeah. called The Cast Next Door. It's pretty cool. You should give it a listen. If you haven't heard about it, you're missing out.
2: Uh, and Josh, uh, other than your appearances on The Talking Cast and The Cast Next Door, do you have anything you wish to promote?
1: Uh, people can go over to my website at joshhollis.com and see some more of my art and read some of my writing and see some videos I've made. So go have at it.
2: And can anyone follow anyone on Twitter? Or
1: Yes. I am uh, at Joshua underscore Hollis. Uh,
0: no, I am. I am the Jason Matsukis of uh, of this cast, cast next you're
2: door. You're not on. You're not on Twitter.
0: No, I am Jason <laughs> 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 Uh No, okay. no, I am. I am not Jason Madszukis, and I am not. I am, have a Twitter account that I never use. So you can try okay. and find me. Good luck.
2: Thank you very much to both of you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you very much to everyone for listening. I will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to A Talking Cast Presents, The Cast Next Door. I was your host, editor, producer, Darren Park, Parkinson, and Josh Hollis. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at FirstEdIliad, or download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com, or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Artwork by Josh Hollis. The Boy Next Door is owned by Blumhouse, Smart Entertainment, New Eureka, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015, all rights reserved. This is a first edition?